Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 186 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is writing lessons from the Women's World Cup. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the woman who scores every time she shoots, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? No pressure. No. no pressure. I just When you said that, I just got the image of uh, Megan Rapinoe taking her, her penalty shot oh. and, and how heartbreaking that must have been for her <laughs> last time she touched a football professionally. Oh, that is just so, so painful. But... Um, you wouldn't, but if if you were writing that story, yeah, that wouldn't have ended like that, would it? No, no. Well, unless it was not a happily ever after, like, because <laughs> that is not the way to go out, and it's just heartbreaking. But anyways, what of well, how are things going over here? So you may not remember this, but over a month ago, I mentioned that I was juggling three projects, and I have a status update on those three projects. Okay. The Lizzie novella has been published, which I announced last time, so that's off my plate. Toot and Toot. A Song in Her Heart, which is the the book about the singer. Song, did that give it away? A Song in Her Heart was about a singer. I see what you um, did. Is, I see what you did yeah. there. Yeah. Is now with the editor. Exciting. So that's off my plate for a bit. Toot, tiddle, and, tiddle, toot. Thank you. Toot what? Toot, tiddle, tiddle, toot. Oh, wow. We're, we're switching it up here. Yeah. We're switching it up. <laughs> and now my co-write with Adrian J. Smith will be with the editor... A week from today, so the day after this podcast episode comes out, um, that will be with the editor. That means I will be free and clear of the three projects for a couple days before that A Song in My Heart and, and Her Heart comes back. So this summer was intense with <laughs> deadlines, projects, and things taking a lot longer than I budgeted for, throwing everything out of whack. Once one thing goes out of whack, it seems like it just snowballs and it's been stressful and I'm hoping soon that I will be able to breathe and not have so much hanging over my neck because it has not been a fun few months on my end. Um, I do have more projects that I'm starting after the Labor Day weekend, but hopefully it won't be such an uncomfortable feeling like this summer has been. I really had a miserable summer on the work front. It was not fun. Well, I, I am um, glad that you're coming to the end of them. Toot toot for all three. Um, well done for pushing through. As we know, um, this is our dream job, but it also requires work. And so sometimes um, you just have to plow on through. Uh, and TB is a master at that. Uh, when is the Labor Day weekend for those people who don't live in America and have no idea when that is? Uh, Labor Day Monday is the day this uh, episode uh, comes out. Okay. So you're giving yourself like, <laughs> you should give yourself a little bit of time off. I don't have it in my production schedule, so <laughs> okay. that's not. Um, over on IHS, we're prepping for the September sale, which will run September 21st through the 25th, authors. If you want to get involved, please fill out a form. I'll drop the link in the show notes. The deadline to enter the September sale is September 13th. I do have some fun news. It's U.S. Open time here. I know we're going to talk about the Women's World Cup, but... Um, this is the tennis tournament that takes place in New York every August, September, and it's one of my favorite times. I look forward to it every year, so that means while I'm doing some admin work, I can have tennis on my laptop, and um, sadly, I won't be there in person this year, 
but I still get to enjoy it on the telly. So I love it. I was up late for me last night watching a match that was pretty exciting for a first round match. That is exciting. I look forward to it. And then now that the weather hopefully will start cooling because by the time this episode comes out, we will be in September. (laughs) So uh, I'm hoping for more hikes and everything. So I'm just really glad summer's almost over. (laughs) I'm just... I barely survived this one. Can you stop saying it's September? Because I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Oh, uh, I think everyone in the US who has been dealing with heat and humidity, we're just so looking forward to getting this summer over with because it's been like fires, it's been bad air, we've had flood alerts, uh, flood alerts, flood alerts um, all the time. We've had a ton of tornadoes for Massachusetts. Like, it has been an odd, odd summer. And now, um, we have two hurricanes, one's heading towards Florida, one's not going to hit the East Coast, but it's going to just be along the East Coast, giving us a lot of uh, issues, but it's not um, making landfall, at least they don't think so. So it has not been, with work, weather, and everything, it's not been fun. So bring on September. I'm sorry, I know you don't want it, but I fucking want it now. It's just um, August, uh, July and August seem to have, you know, really sped by. So um, I love September. Uh, It's normally a lovely month weather-wise. It's my birthday month, so that's always nice. Yeah, I I love it, but I'm just kind of, it's kind of crazy that we are there already. August has sped by. Yes, yes. So so how, how are things over there besides speeding by? Speeding by? Um, well, I, I, I had a deadline uh, of the end of the month to get this book to my editor. I have now extended it by three days. So, but I'm going to do it because um, I've got to do it. So, <laughs> that TV's smiling like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is that's a... Just the, that's just the state of being a writer, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I didn't extend a writing deadline. <laughs> At least I have a deadline in place, which I haven't for the last few months. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it in a positive light. Uh, but yeah, I, I I feel like I had a bit of a breakthrough in the last week. So that's really good. It was a sex scene, right? And I couldn't quite decide where, when they should have sex for the first time, this couple in my new book. And, and it was just because I think it's earlier in the book than normal, right? And so I, I was like, they can't have sex yet. But I was like, but also they would. Like, I don't want to just extend it for no, the, I know you should extend the yearning because that's all part of getting people to turn the page because that's what people want to see. But also there's been a lot of yearning already. So, but I didn't think that they would have sex in the place that I thought, but now I've thought of, um, I, I've come up with the exact place that they could have sex and it could be not in, nobody would ever know. So I'm pleased. Are you pleased? Oh, who's who's not pleased about early sex? Yeah. <laughs> Early sex, not in a bedroom, elsewhere, al fresco, lovely. Um, apart from that it might be a bit sandy, but you know. I, so I'm pleased about that. Uh, and I'm going to get this one off to my editor by the end of this week and then um, switch my attention like that back to London 9. And then I need to get that one done before we go to Vegas. Well, actually, before I go to Canada. So it's it's a lot to fit in. I'm, You know, you had a busy summer. I'm going to have a busy um, first bit of autumn so but that's all right um, I'm quite quite looking forward to getting back to London 9 so all good um, in other news and I was going to say our summer you say your summer has been hot 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 ours has been wet 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 um, 
So, you know, I think that's why everybody's like not not pleased to have September come around as well, because we'd like some a bit more sunny days, just some sunshine. But anyway, today is a, bit, is a typical summer's day out the window. It's cloudy. There's been a, a hint of sunshine um, and then it's going to rain tonight and I'm going to see spurs tonight. So I'm going to get rained on. Beautiful. Um, but, in, but in happy spurs news, uh, we've won. No, we've won two and drawn one of our first three and we're playing good football. We've got a new manager. He's doing well. That's a good sign, isn't it? Is this the Spurs men? Not Spurs the men, yes, yeah, Spurs men, because the the women WSL, which is the Women's Super League, uh, the top league in the Women's League, are not starting till October because of the Women's World Cup. So, um, so they're waiting for all the internationals to have a little holiday and then come back. So, so while that's not happening, um, I've been concentrating on the Spurs men, but also Charlton women because they're in the league down, and so they started on Sunday. So I went to see some women's football on Sunday. Charlton were leading all the way up to the 90th minute and then letting a last minute goal. So, but it was a good game, really good game. So um, I'm getting in some women's and some men's football. So I'm pleased about that. In other non-football related news, because this episode is going to be uh, football centric, but also writer centric and, um, you know, two of my favourite things. You remember the last time around, I said that my next Italian translation, um, Change of Heart, was out and I hadn't been told by the publisher that it was out. And I was a bit, you know, perplexed about that. Well, it turns out it's not out. So, um, and <laughs> so, what it is is it's got a it's got a page on Amazon, but because it's all in Italian, I didn't understand that actually the button didn't say buy now; it said pre-order now. Oh, okay. So everything was up, but it, it's pre-order, so it's not out until September the eighth. So, um, and they let me know. So. They're not as useless as I made out last time round. Uh, so that's nice, isn't it? I was very, very surprised. I was like, wow, I've never heard of a publisher <laughs> who's just going to like sneak a tip and not tell the author because like the, the biggest thing you need to sell books is word of mouth. Yeah. So it just made no sense to me. But I'm glad, I'm glad um, that it is. So you didn't check the, the publication date. No, the, it, that's the thing, right? The publication date says August the 1st. Oh. But but then it says underneath the, the pre-order button, it says September the 8th. So I don't know. I didn't, that's what I didn't really understand. But it's You must do it differently there then. Yeah, it's in tiny, tiny, tiny Italian writing. So how am I meant to know? I, I think I was quite valid in, you know, assuming that it was out because there was a big button and everything. Anyway, but um, the interesting thing about that is that I think I told you I was doing some Facebook book ads. I've done a few in Italy and I haven't seen a little bit of traction. The other thing is that, you know, we were talking about when we were thinking about doing translations a while ago, we were saying that markets aren't quite as mature digitally in some countries and Italy was probably one of those. So, you know, everyone was saying that um, Germany and Brazil and France, no, Italy was one of the ones, wasn't it? Yeah, but not quite as much as those three. Anyway, interesting. Up until Wednesday, they didn't have a lesbian romance or a lesbian fiction chart on Amazon Italy, but now they've got one. So I think that that shows you that maybe there are more sapphic books coming in there, so they're going to have to make a chart. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to see the genres growing around the world. Yes. Uh, especially during these times where it seems like the hate is on the rise. So yes. we need to combat it with rainbows. Well, the thing is as well, so as I said, I've been doing some um, Facebook ads in Italy to drive some traffic to my Italian uh, translation of Before You Say I Do. 
this is the thing that you don't expect when you do some Facebook ads, right? So Italy, a very Catholic country, <laughs> quite conservative, quite right wing in a lot of ways. Um, I'm getting a lot of homophobic comments on my Facebook ads uh, for that book. Uh, and this is something I didn't expect. But apparently uh, I've talked to a couple of other authors and it's quite common. Um, I had ha got had a couple um, in America and a couple in England as well, I have to say, but in the UK. Uh, but I'm getting so many on Italy, uh, it's crazy. Do you know what? The queers are also jumping in and defending. So everyone's having a very heated debate on my Facebook ads in Italy. So I kind of don't want to jump in because, you know, one, that is all in Italian, so I don't know. But um, two, it's, well, they're all, they like an argument. That's what I'm learning. Since this is a Facebook ad and mm. it's not like a Facebook post, you can delete the comments, right? You can, you can. And I did start doing that at first because that's the advice, um, not to delete it, but to hide it so that, um, because you're paying for that ad, right? So uh, Mark Dawson on his course says to hide the comment. So the person who who said the comment doesn't know you've hidden it, but nobody else can see it. So I did start doing that, but then it just got so many and then everybody started jumping in to defend. I just thought, you know what? I'm just gonna let them go. So there's big debates now on my ads. That's that's unfortunate. I'm really the the rise of hate really has got me concerned because it's becoming very prevalent. It is, but also I think the queers jumping in and defending and really really making their point uh, has also warmed my heart as well. Uh, when yes. I do, when I do the translations and and I have to say they're all quite cutting and quite funny as well. So that's made me smile a couple of times. And then a, a couple of the people who've left homophobic comments have have apologized and sort of said okay now I see that point of view so you know it's not only slinging mud it's actually um, reason debate uh, and these are things that I never expected when I started doing Facebook ads so there you go just a word of warning I wasn't expecting this turn but um, it's good to know it's good to know if you're going to delve into Facebook ads with sapphic books that um, Italy might be a minefield <laughs> it really might and these are the things that no one tells you and obviously a course like Mark Dawson's on, on advertising is never going to tell you this because he's never going to experience it you know like he said that if you have negative comments about your book like you know I hated this book or this book you know this book is shit never buy it then yeah I would say hide those comments because um you know you're paying for that ad you know you don't want something negative in the thing but he doesn't tell you how to deal with homophobic comments because you're never gonna get them but um you know I'd say over half the comments now probably about 75% of the comments I've had so far have been homophobic comments I have, I have no words. No. No words. So in the end, I think you've just got to smile. And also, uh, as somebody did point out to me, all all um, activity on any Facebook thing is good for algorithm. So let's look at it that way. The homophobes are actually causing you to sell more books. I've got no way of knowing that, but that's, that's what I'm thinking. Well, we have been seeing that in the US as well. Like there's like, uh, with the libraries, the book bans, um, like they, they try to ban books and then like the public gets really involved and starts donating a lot of the books and like setting up their own little libraries around the town to combat all the hate. So yes, we do keep seeing a lot of articles about the hate, but we can't forget about the, the, the people out there within the community and allies and everything who are doing their best to fight for equality. So everyone who's helping out, um, it's fantastic to see and it does make you believe that this might just be a blip in our political discourse at the moment. Um, I hope so. I hope we can go back to just, well, we never were all very loving. Can we move forward to we all just love each other and just ignore 
all the shit. Okay. Who, who cares about the shit? Yeah. Like, and if you're Italian, like, if you're Italian and you see my ad, uh, do, do, do feel free to jump in and uh, defend. Okay. I also must just say, uh, on the back of that comment that you just said about if there's when there's sort of uh, conservative and right wing forces again uh, at play in culture, um, it's quite it's common in history, and so it's pr- probably going to happen, and it has been happening now, um, that you know artists especially uh, across all genres do rise up and produce more art to combat. Um, the hate and I think that's definitely happening um, in queer fiction now and across all art um, and we talk- I talked about this on a panel uh, in the Lesbian Review um, con that they just happened last weekend so that was interesting I did a panel with um, Melissa Braden and Rachel Lacey and we discussed trends in romance that are current and upcoming so that was one of mine just said that um, there will be a backlash against the um, you know the negative culture wars that um, people will produce more queer art so yay 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 and maybe we should talk about that um, in our next episode uh, soon just uh, trends in romance because um, I know them now oh did you do some research I did a little bit of research TV yeah wow so so you're leading that one wow <laughs> you're doing two in a row baby? no 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 you can do you can do the next time go spread it out and the, what we're going to do next time. The <laughs> pressure's on. And in other fun news, I went to see two gigs this week. I went to see the Indigo Girls, um, who were fabulous as always. And I went to see the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and the Strokes uh, at a festival. So that was epic. Speaking of rising up, the fact that the Indigo Girls are still touring is, is proof right there that... Um, it's really hard to keep the queers down. Oh my god, they have got some of the most loyal fans in the world, haven't they? I mean, you know, they don't come to the UK that often, maybe, but they're constantly touring in the US. But to the UK, they probably come like once every four or five years. So every time they come, I go and see them. I can't remember how many times I've seen them now. It's a lot. I've been going to see them for about thirty years. So, um, but they're fantastic still. So why why wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, they, absolutely. When you go and see the Indigo Girls, it's like a shot of sunshine in your veins. It's just pure joy. I don't know if I really want sunshine in my veins. Can yeah. we just put rainbow in my veins? No, you have to have sunshine. And do you know what as well? There were a lot of younger fans there as well, so that kind of um, warmed me as well. Because, I, you know, I started listening to them at university, so that was a long time ago, people. Uh, but, you know, there were um, women and men in their 20s there, so I was like, hmm, they're still picking up the new the new fans. But I guess that's like us, right? It's like we're still picking up new fans. Yes, yes, but it, and I, I cheer all all creatives who are picking up new fans because it's hard. It's a slog to keep going. It really is a slog to keep going. So should we move on to comments? Let's go. All right. So um, up first is Alicia Gale, a fellow sapphic author who loves to podcast. Um, So thank you, Alicia. Dharma has also a Facebook ad update. Dharma targets movies and television crime shows with female protagonists and narrowed it down with the fiction book's interest. Dharma also mentioned in the first line of their text that it is for people who are progressive, fan book lovers, and who value diversity, and included the same at the top of the Amazon book description, and Dharma is getting good results, so those are useful tips. Thank you very much for sharing those. That, that is it um, for comments. Uh, no no coffee updates. You have comments on your side. No comments, no comments. So let's crash on to the topic at hand which is writing lessons from the Women's World Cup. I should preface this by saying that I'm not going to comment on the Spanish Football Federation outrage 
In this topic, um, I'm just going to focus on the lessons we can learn as creatives from the world's fabulous female footballers because the we should all be talking about the football and not the fucking dumbass men. So let's just let's just focus on that. I've got 10, 10 things we can learn as writers from the footballers. So you ready? Ten. Wow, I should have like prepped a cup of tea. I wasn't <laughs> expecting ten. Okay, let's go. This let's is, go. This is exciting. Yeah. All right. Number ten. Don't step on people to get to where you want to go. So um, we're looking at you, Lauren James. It's been said a million times in country songs the world over. Uh, but if you can be anything in this world, be kind. Don't don't step on people. Don't be a dick. And this translates if you're starting out. And another author's kindness can mean, mean the world. It did to me when I started out. I've helped authors along the way, both individually via this podcast, through blogs and in-person events I've done. Again, like I just said about going to conferences, um, you know, if you know the person, you're far more likely to read their email and give them help, right? As opposed to some random email that you get. But generally this is, yeah, don't pull the ladder up. Help the next one in line. Yes, yes. And, and, and stop stepping on people. It's just not nice. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Um, I, th I think Lauren did say sorry, but Lauren, bad Lauren, she won't do it again. Which brings us uh, swiftly on to number nine. You will fuck up, but learn from it. So mistakes happen. You will do things that you regret along the way. And if you do, own your mistake, apologise and get wiser. Now, it happened with Lauren James. Um, she's at the start of her career. Um, it happened in advanced stage in Lucy Bronze's career when she made that suicidal run into the middle of the park lost the ball and Spain scored a goal now did we lose the the World Cup final England versus Spain because of Lucy Bronze's mistake no we lost because Spain were the better team throughout the whole bloody match but just like footballers authors can make mistakes too um, and this happens when you're just starting out and when you've been doing it for years so you might upload the wrong file I did this last year you might put the wrong price in I have also done that and I've left it for like two years before I realised. Uh, I, I once did, you know, you can do the 35% or 70% you tick. Uh, I ticked the 35 when I put it down to 99p, then put it up to um, back up and didn't untick the 35%. So I've, I was earning half the royalty I could for about two years on my Christmas book. So um, yeah, you can do these mistakes at any time. You might say the wrong thing to another author or reader. You may or may not have done it. They might not have taken what you said. I don't know, you're human, mistakes happen. Don't dwell. It's not that big a deal. The world will still turn. Don't dwell and eventually you'll laugh about them because I've made some many, many mistakes that when I realized at the time, like, you know, that feeling where you just go like completely cold. But now I'm just like, oh, yeah, I remember that time I did this and I just start laughing because um, everyone does it. No one's perfect. And the only thing you can do is just keep going. Just keep going. All right. Number eight. Don't listen to the noise, trust your instincts. So in the World Cup, the England team and their manager, Serena Wiegmann, in particular, had so many doubters at the start of the tournament because they were so injury hit, the spine of their Euros winning team ripped out. But they regrouped, they refocused, and they got hunkered down in their bubble and they didn't let outside influence break through. And they made it to the final. Exactly the same can be said about the Spanish team. They were at odds with their federation and their manager even before the final. They just focused on the football, they shut out the noise, they made it to the final, they won the whole fucking thing. So even with all that in the background, 
I still find that astounding. But it's a timely reminder that there are a myriad of things you can do to promote your books and your career. You could do talks, you could do social media, ads, blogs, podcasts, newsletters, author promos, newsletter swaps, endless options. But in the end, you should trust your instincts, block out the noise, don't get distracted, focus on what matters. Number seven. Oh, we're rattling through these, aren't we? Do you like Loving it? it? Do you like it so far? Do you like a, do you like a top ten countdown? Oh yeah, I, I kind of feel like it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, <laughs> I should. If we were doing this on YouTube, I would I would accompany it with like big number seven right on a card. But then I would have had to spend ages coloring a number seven in, so I didn't do it. Anyway, number seven. Focus on the process. Now, the England team said this time and again, they worked on the small things that then fed into the larger project on the pitch. And if it all works, then it can really fly. And for books, that means make sure you have a good cover, a good blurb, a solid story that's well edited, that the price is right, and that you're doing your utmost to let readers know about it. Everything else you can't control, so don't sweat that. Focus on the detail, focus on the process. Yeah, I think you covered that one. There's not much to add to that one. All right. TB's got a mouthful of something, so she's not she's not going to say Blueberries. Blueberries, okay. <laughs> Number six, don't be afraid to pivot. Now, England did this when their first two games weren't that great and Kira Walsh, their key midfielder, got injured. They changed formation for the China game and they won 6-1. So if you're doing something in your author business that isn't working for you, despite it might be working for everyone else, stop and change, pivot. For instance, BookBub ads have never worked for me. AMS ads worked until they didn't. Facebook ads, the jury's still out. I started doing TikTok, then I realised it was too time consuming and not actually what the fuck I wanted to do. But you need to work out your best formation. It may take you a while to do it, but once you do, it might be the difference. Sticking with the same thing and expecting a different outcome is the definition of madness, so try something else, it might be a game changer. I was I was just listening to a an older episode of the Sell More Book Show, and um, they were talking about how things do change over time, and so you have to just keep pivoting because like something that was working, eventually it will get stale. Things do change, so yeah, you, you constantly have to pivot, and I think that's one of our favorite words, along with just keep going. Um, those are the two things we're constantly saying. So yep, pivot, 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 pivot. Right, number five. Take a shot. If there was one thing that I thought again and again in this World Cup, and I did watch more or less every game, it was shoot. Sometimes teams want to walk the ball into the goal. They should have shot when they had the chance. And by the time they did, the moment had passed. So this is a form of perfectionism. You don't think it's the right moment. And the teams wait for that exact moment, but it never comes and they lose the shooting opportunity. Now this translates to book, book publishing perfectly because there's never a right time to publish your book. You're never gonna be totally happy with it. There will always be something you want to change, but at some point you have to take a shot and hit the publish button. And then it's in the lap of the goddesses. And your book might go to number one and it might be read by a movie producer and it might make it to the big screen or it might sell seven copies. It might make enough for you to go on holiday. It might change someone's life, but you don't know until you take a shot. When you, when you hit publish, who are the goddesses? Whatever ones you want. I don't know my Greek mythology. <laughs> is it, is it, I'd love to think that there is a goddess of publishing. That would be fabulous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's say Aphrodite. So you, is she the goddess so, of love? Don't know. Uh, 
I'm just trying to um, picture you when you hit the publish button. Like, are you like, like lighting a candle for the goddesses, or like lighting sage, or what's your process? Now that I think, now that I know this part, is there like a whole elaborate thing you do? Yeah, you gotta. It's all about. It's all about manifesting, TB. We get video of this? Yeah, no, no, it's private. God, you don't have to live your whole life in public, you know. I mean, I like that one, eh? Take a shot. I liked. I was pretty pleased with that one. Number four. Don't be complacent. Um, and this kind of goes with the, the, the pivot, but um, this, this really, really hit home in the World Cup. Just because you've had success before doesn't mean you're gonna have it forever. Times change, processes change, teams change. Titans of the women's game like Brazil and Germany didn't make it out of the group stage in the World Cup and the USA fell at the last 16, poor Megan. It was so-called smaller nations that made a splash. Colombia, Nigeria, Jamaica, Morocco. And for those, read new authors or up-and-coming authors. In tournament football, you're only as good as your last match. And in your author journey, you're only as good as your last book. And what this means, if you have a breakout book, don't rest on your laurels. Repeating success requires consistently, consistency, dedication, a slice of luck and timing. Now, both England and Spain had injuries and their federations against them, yet they both made it to the final of the Women's World Cup. A huge achievement. With books, you can reach your version of a final two. How? By never allowing yourself to assume, by focusing on detail, repeating your process, and doing the best you can in the time you have. Does the world owe you something? Don't think that. It owes you nothing. That was a lot. I'm not even sure where to unpack that. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave, yeah, that one's, I'm just gonna leave that one there. Yeah. Not sure I can, I'm not sure I can um, um, add to it in a wise way. Number three, it's not life or death. Winning the World Cup would have been immense, but the Lionesses fell at the final hurdle. Spain were worthy champions. However, their winning goalscorer, Olga Carmona, lifted the trophy and was then told, minutes later, that her dad had died a few days earlier. Her family kept it from her so she could live her dream unaffected. What a fucking clash of emotions. The best day of your life, the worst day of your life. Football is not life or death. Nobody dies if you lose. Writing and publishing is not life or death. Nobody dies if you publish on today or publish tomorrow. There are bigger things in life. So my point is don't get caught up and fixated to your detriment. I knew her dad died, but I didn't know they kept it back a couple days. Yeah, her dad died a couple of days before the final. Oh, wow, that is, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Oh, that is, that is heavy. Very heavy. Yeah, very heavy to be told, you know, uh, like her mum and her brother were there and they were celebrating with her in the stands afterwards, but they had to keep it back so as not to, you know, take away from that moment when she just won the, scored the winning goal and won the World Cup. That shows the level of teamwork, including the players who are, uh, the people who are not on the field, because there's always your support team as well. Mm. And the fact that they were able to hold their emotions in check to help their, uh, child get across the finish line that is wow that is i have like goosebumps right now i know it was i mean that really sort of brought it home didn't it that you know it's amazing it would have been amazing to win the world cup but it's not the most important thing in the world and i'm sure she doesn't think that either right uh, number two downtime and recovery matter even throughout the World Cup, teams had days off as part of their preparation for games. They used cryo chambers, saunas, massages, and physios in their recovery. They worked with dietitians and psychologists to get their nutrition and mindset right, 
And if you're doing this as a business yourself, you should adopt these habits too. I mean, maybe not the cryo chambers. You probably don't need that, but maybe it would be good, right? Ice baths, they're all the rage. They're all the rage in London. They're the rage everywhere. I'm sure they are. I'm not cool. Like, what exactly are they? Cryo chambers. Yeah, what exactly are these things? Um, basically, you walk into a massive freezer and just freeze your fucking ass off for like two, three minutes. Ice baths serve the same purpose. No, are these like like when you like die and you want to like save your body, you get like frozen? Is it kind of like a chamber like that, but you don't die? Yeah, I don't know how cold it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, that it. You know, in football, it's to um, re reset your muscles or something. Don't know exactly, but um, in writing, I'm guessing you wouldn't need a cryo chamber, but what I'm saying is writing and publishing is not all about writing and publishing. That's my point here. Football is not all about playing football and training. It's also about stepping away from your desk, stepping away from the football pitch and living life so you can get ideas, experience and refill your creative well. It's also about making sure your body, uh, you move so your body works well. It's about eating healthily, getting exercise and working on your mindset so you can survive the inevitable ups and downs of this career. Sport and life are all about mindset, um, so work on yours, because actually work you do on yourself is the most important work you can possibly do. You are the key cog in your business. No one else can do what you do, so keep yourself well oiled. Really, really have to take care of yourself. Um, if you are not eating right, if you're not getting enough sleep, no matter what, you can't force the words on the page when you are exhausted and uh, feeling like crap. So yeah learn learn from the pros but um should i um, i'm now contemplating like after i write like a lot of words should i go like stick my head in my freezer yeah i think that would be wise <laughs> <laughs> seems like it do you know and uh, just as you were saying that yesterday i had a bit of a shit day and why because um i had a really bad night's sleep the night before i don't know why it was just one of those nights where i just kept waking up and then i woke up really early and um and yesterday I just couldn't get my head in the game. Like it, I was so fractured because I didn't have enough sleep. So sleep is so important. The Shed Method book is really good and that is, stands for sleep, hydration, exercise and diet. Get those four things in check and your life will become better. I would have to agree. All right, and number one Wait, thing. Do we get like, do we get like drum roll oh, or? Yeah. What? Number one in uh, writing lessons we can learn from the Women's World Cup Dream big. When Bronze, Russo, Bonmati and Hermoso et al started kicking a ball, they never thought one day they'd be playing in a World Cup, but they probably dreamt it. You never think your dreams are going to get come true, but they might. And even if they don't, along the way you might stumble upon a new dream you never knew you had that will delight you and surprise you as much. So when I started out, I never dreamed I'd sell as many books as I have now. I never dreamed I'd have readers sending me emails saying how much they love my stories. But these are realities now, and I never dreamed I'd meet a whole set of readers and authors, many of whom are now my friends in real life. I'd never have met TB had I not started on this career. So taking action drives change. Change can be scary, but dream big. I agree, but I do hope even if we weren't writers, we would have met in a London pub, shared a pint, and if you know, had a connection. I'd like to believe that. I mean, it would have been difficult for me to just wander by you and then go, hey, American. <laughs> oh, we <still> go. <laughs> um, yeah, so they are um, my 10 lessons from the Women's World Cup that are transferable to writers. And I was quite surprised at the amount of um, crossover that, because at the end of the day, footballers are entertainers. 
writers or entertainers, all creatives go through the similar processes. Yeah, it's all about dedication. It's all about having heart. It's all about belief. It's all about getting over obstacles. It's all about surviving those ups and downs. And it's this kind of a roller coaster like life. So, I mean, we all have many similarities in life. So why are we all fighting? Stop fighting, people. More rainbows. Um, yeah, do tell us what you think. Uh, let us know if you if you agree with all my points. Are there any other points that we could have from from football, the transfer to being a writer, to life, from any other sports? I mean, I'm sure TB that they probably all transfer to tennis as well, apart from the kicking the ball, which is probably not. It's a bit frowned upon in tennis, isn't it? Probably. Well, usually when you kick the ball, it flies away, and sometimes you might strike a ball kid, and then you get ejected from the match. So no. um, keep no. your temper in check. Okay, yeah, don't do that. Don't kick balls in tennis, everyone. Yeah, but do let us know what you think, um, and do let us know if you've got any questions uh, for our um, upcoming Ask Us Anything. Do let us know, and uh, join us next time when we will be discussing something... I have not come up with a topic. Um, I will. I will uh, put my uh, thinker's cap on. But in go the, sit in the corner. Yes. And figure it out. <laughs> There'll be steam coming off of uh, TV's head, and that's not because she's just taken it out of the freezer. Um, and uh, if you've got. We're going to do an Ask Us Anything um, in two or three episodes' time. We're going to start collating questions. So please, please, please um, ask us something, and then we will uh, have an episode to do. How do you get in touch with us, you may ask? I'll tell you how. Comment on the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Facebook um, us, Twitter, Twitter us, at leswhowrite. And Instagram me, at Clairefic. Get your questions in now. And join us uh, next time. In the meantime, do stay safe. Keep writing. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Thank you.